Well, I'm really excited to be coming to you today with this podcast because my youngest son and I have been watching this wonderful show on Netflix that I never saw when it was first run. And it's the Great British Baking Show. It's brought back to my mind so many hours and hours of being in the kitchen with my mama learning how to bake. I became the person who was responsible for biscuits and cornbread and cookies. Oh my gosh. She taught me how to make the most amazing chocolate chip oatmeal cookies. So baking has always been a thing for me. And I think it started way before I remember. <laughs> My mom was the making Play-Doh from scratch person. So I became real familiar with flour and salt and water combinations and stirring them up and kneading the dough. And so um, I wrote a song about that particular time in my life and how important it was, how many happy memories I have from early learning how to cook. And then as a mother, when my children were young, letting them help me count the scoops, the cups of things that I put into things. And we would bake together. And um, it's just such a happy memory for me. So I want to go ahead and play this song for you. It's called Grandma's Biscuits. It was the book her grandma gave her. It was my favorite one of all. When she'd get it off the shelf, made me feel ten feet tall. See, this was not just any book we would sit and read. It was the one that taught me how to sift and measure, fold and knead. Susie's mama's biscuits always came out of a can. Molly's mama liked the box biscuits, so did Miss Anne. The breakfast at our house was not so easily hatched. When my mama got the itch to bake, it would be from scratch. My grandma's biscuits, always made with love and care. My grandma's biscuits, there was magic in the air. When our hands would work together, they always tasted better. There were things to sip so gently into the bowl Then we'd add some more stuff than it was time to fold Then to knead oh so carefully Ten times not more Remember ten times for biscuits For pies only four Then we cut them into shapes 
and into the oven they go. I'd swiftly set the timer for 12 minutes or so. About halfway through the bacon, their aroma filled the room. We cleaned the counter, set the table, we'd be eating soon. My grandma's biscuits, always made with love and care. My grandma's biscuits, there was magic in the air. Their hands would work together, it always tasted better. Would have been easier for Mama to bake them all alone. She didn't make a mess like me. And if the truth be known, I'd forget what came next. And she'd have to read and reread the ingredients we'd sift and measure, fold and knead. I never really got it. Till I taught my own kids to bake. We made biscuits and muffins, cookies and cakes. Didn't matter how it tasted or what went into that batter. Those times we spent together were all that really mattered. My grandma's biscuits, always made with love and care. My grandma's biscuits. Magic in the air when our hands would work together, they always tasted better. My grandma's biscuits, yeah, when our hands would work together, they always tasted better. My grandma's biscuits, now that I've probably made you hungry, I have to tell you how to make them. It's so simple, it's baked at a three at 450 degrees Fahrenheit. All you do is stir together two cups of all-purpose flour, three teaspoons of baking powder, and a half, half a teaspoon of salt. And you make sure those things are all blended together, and then you add one-third of a cup of vegetable oil and three quarters of a cup of milk and you put those two things into the batter and you're going to stir it to get it all moist. Once the ingredients are combined you knead the dough ten times and cut them into shapes and they take 12 minutes to bake and they're so good and they're really easy to make. So I don't know about y'all, but I had one of those little children's cookbooks for boys and girls. It was the Betty Crocker's cookbook. I loved the drawings of the food preparation process. It, it just made everything come alive for me. And I don't know, I just loved the colored pictures of the finished products. 
I love to cook. I just loved it. And I still do love to bake tremendously. So that's my story about my grandma's biscuits. So um, I'm definitely on one of those old-fashioned, old-timey, domesticated kicks today, I think. And I have to say that I absolutely love to sew. I was a reluctant seamstress as a child. Basically, I was a tomboy, and when I was about seven or eight years old, all I wanted to do was come home from school so I could go in the backyard and play football with the boys or softball or baseball with the boys or basketball with the guys in the neighborhood. And I can remember my mother opening the back door if we were playing football saying, Dorothy, time to come in. It's time for your sewing lesson. My heart would just drop. <laughs> She wanted her daughters to know how to sew. And I basically just wanted to finish the lesson as quickly as I could so I could get back outside and play. So I can remember my job was to create my own shorts to play ball in. And I did do that. But there's one particular part in the clothing construction that was a boogaboo for me. And I always timed it so that when she was finishing dinner, I was making the mistake I was not supposed to make, and I didn't care. I said, oh, I'm done. Bye. <laughs> and I went outside. Um, the stride, the crotch seam. Oh, my God. If you don't do it right, there's fullness because it's a, it's a rounded, a curved seam. Well, I didn't have no time and no patience to pin everything really well and make sure I clipped the seams once it was done. I would just run over the fullness. <laughs> and frankly, I don't believe my clothes ever fit quite right. <laughs> but I did learn how to do it. And I knew when I was taking a shortcut and when I was messing it up. Well, years later, you know, I start raising my own children and I know how to sew and it's so much, it's so much fun to be able to create shorts and shirts for them. And my sewing has definitely gone to a different level. I work on knits now. I, I love, I love to create, um, Things use in a more artsy feel, and I really love to make a quilt. It's not something I do all the time, but I love configuring different kinds of fabric and going, ooh, ooh, now that flows beautifully, and then creating something. I love the hand stitching. So I wrote a song about um, my feelings about sewing and quilting and actually any kind of art that I create. There's something beautiful about, to me, about sitting down with a concept 
and using my hands and my heart and my mind to create something of beauty. That's just priceless to me. And um, I hope you like this song. It's called Prayer With Every Stitch. It was calico and striped, paisley and plaid, made a century ago for my grandpa's dad. Out of feed sacks and lots of love and care. Say she worked in silence with a smile on her face, each stitch with a purpose so carefully placed. Only hands that touched it belonged to Aunt Claire. She was a legend in her time, is what they said with the tiniest stitches her fingers sped through the fabric in the frame by the old straight back chair. She sure could quilt, but there was something more, something special everyone adored. But held each quilt together was love and prayer. There was a prayer with every stitch, a thought and a special wish the person who'd receive it on her mind. Every quilted treasure, impossible to measure, and Claire and her quilts were both one of a kind. Grandpa's daddy turned nine today, and Claire came by with a package and a strawberry pie. Her pies placed first for years at the county fair. He rushed to the door to give her a hand, reached for the pie before he could understand. It was the box she was anxious to share. In all fairness, he was just a boy, and all he could think about was getting a toy, or a slingshot, or some arrows and a bow. He thanked her for the quilt, ran and put it on his bed. Being as he was a kid, he kind of scratched his head. See, there was no way he could have known. There was a prayer with every stitch, a thought and a special wish, with the person who'd receive it on her mind. Every quilted treasure impossible to measure, and Claire and her quilts were both one of a kind. Granddaddy used it, daddy used it too, before my kids were born, daddy knew what to do. Cleaned it up good and passed it on to me. It was a wee bit tattered and a wee bit torn, but it was with me when my kids were born. See, I carried with me a bit of family history. Sometimes we use it to cover a bed. Sometimes we lay it in the grass and place our heads on this woven bit of goodness made by Aunt Claire. 
It's my favorite treasure, keeps my kids so warm. It all started years ago on Great Grandpa's farm. Tell them this story so they'll be aware. There was a prayer with every stitch, a thought and a special wish, with a person who'd receive it on her mind. Every quilt a treasure, impossible to measure, and Claire and her quilts were both one of a kind. It was calico and striped paisley and plaid made a century ago for my grandpa's dad. That's my little song about quilts. I love the sentimental nature of something that's hand-created. Um, very often when I'll make something, I'll take uh, woven fabric, maybe that was part of a dress that I made or part of a shirt that one of my family members has, and when the colors blend just right, oh, it's magic. I want to tell you one more thing about that song. As a songwriter, after I wrote about, I don't know, six songs, I don't know, I started to put a lot of pressure on myself because the songs weren't flowing. I couldn't figure out how to write these songs. I think I was stuck on my, my grandma's biscuit song, actually, and I told a friend of mine, I am never going to write a song again. I just know it. It can't happen. And then I found out about a songwriting circle, and there was a prompt with each circle. And the prompt was to write a song with the words, in the grass, in it. I had no idea <laughs> quite what I was going to do with this. But I started thinking about my quilt song that I wanted to write, and I, I thought about using a quilt outside, you know, for a picnic or whatever. That's how this came about. I hope you enjoyed these two songs. I treasure those really simple moments, um, especially that are reminiscent of childhood.